Coming up on AEA Amplified, we visit with Nick Brown and Josh Miller to learn how the Kent Career Tech Center is training tomorrow's technicians in Grand Rapids, Michigan. From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts, with your host, Jeff Hill. Hello and welcome to AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company and a leading provider of integrated avionics systems for military and civil operators around the world. From rugged integrated flight displays to digital flight control systems for rotor and fixed wing aircraft, Genesis has solutions to increase safety and decrease pilot workload. To learn more about how Genesis can help your customers, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Jeff Hill, for this January 18th, 2022 edition of AEA Amplified. And our guests today are Nick Brown, and he's the Aviation Electronics Instructor at the Kent Career Tech Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we also have Josh Miller, and he is the Aviation Maintenance Instructor at the school as well. So Nick and Josh, thank you so much for joining us today, and, and let's get right to it. Before we learn a little bit about Kent Career Tech Center, I, I would like for each of you to introduce yourself briefly and tell us about your aviation background and how you got into teaching high school students about aviation maintenance and electronics. So let's start with Josh, who I believe served in the U.S. Navy uh, for over 25 years, if I'm not mistaken. Josh, so what is your background and how did that lead you to public education? Yeah, good morning. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, yeah, Josh Miller, uh, I enlisted in the Navy right out of high school, spent 25 and a half years in that working on uh, Grumman EA-6B jet aircraft, uh, Sikorsky and command helicopters, as well as uh, Lockheed Martin C-130s. Uh, rebuilt engines, uh, mostly uh, aviation machinists make kind of stuff, airframe structures, hydraulics, all that kind of good stuff, and propulsion drive systems. As well, I spent about four years working on uh, the uh, landing system for the carrier, which is called the Fresnel Lens system, and that's what originally got me interested in a uh, electronics, and then later on, cross-training to avionics. So it's good all around. So thank you. Good to be here. Very good. Nick, how about you? What is your background, and how do you get involved in teaching? Yeah, so after high school, I joined the Air Force. I was an avionics technician. I worked on the radar systems for AWACS. Did that for about seven years. Um, got out of the military, and I, I thought I was done with aviation. I thought it was a good run, but I always wanted to be a teacher, so I started using my GI Bill to become a, a history teacher. And for about a year after the military, <laughs> I was going to college, and I, I was uh, a security guard at a mental health hospital and found KCTC, uh, Kent Career Tech Center, and I, I applied for the job here and um, been working here for the past seven years now, um, and I've, I've loved every minute of it. What? Everyone who has worked in aviation, uh, especially in the avionics and the maintenance side, knows that there is a, a workforce issue and there is a labor shortage. Um, Kent Career Tech Center uh, is working to address that. It's been an academic member for the AEA since 2016, and the school is part of the Kent Intermediate School District in Michigan. So can you tell us a little bit about the aviation maintenance program there uh, in general, and also the, the electronics programs. What is the focus of study for each program? Nick, yeah, I'll give you a little bit, sure, sure. I'll give you a little bit of background on our program. So we are a 
intermediate school district. So for the whole county of Kent, Michigan, or excuse me, the whole county of, of Kent County in Michigan. And so we have programs from aviation to health careers to uh, 3D gaming and engineering and just, just all across the board. So the aviation maintenance program was started in uh, 2000 and the avionics program was started in 2009, uh, thanks to William Tramper, who is one of your members with uh, Azimuth Aerospace. And he, anyone that's ever worked with William knows that he does not take no for an answer. And he's been pushing avionics, pushing avionics to the point where he just started, he wrote all the curriculum, <laughs> he designed the coursework. And in 2009, we opened up an avionics program. And, you know, we're, we're probably one of the very few high school avionics program in the country, but, um, Anyway, so we've been around for 22 years now, and, and I, I kind of I did some rough numbers here. I think we graduated about 1,500 students during that time, um, and, and we teach all 11th and 12th grade students. So our, our students come from us from the local high school. So, for example, they, you know, they got math in the morning, just like their normal class loads, and then they come to us just for one class out of the day, and then they bust them back to, uh, back to their home schools. So that's kind of how we operate. And so being around for the avionics programs in 2009, that's quite a few years, 1,500 students, you know, I think on this issue, we hear so much uh, talking about the, the topic of workforce development, and then there's there's talkers and doers, and you two are doing the doing as, as well as the, the school and your local school district. Tell us a little bit about how your program's set up. Is it Does it happen to be a part 147 school, or is it a, a, degree, a degree program or a certificate program in any way? So I'll start, and then Josh has done a lot of research with workforce development, so he can answer a lot of those questions. But we are not a part 147 school. We are um, we really focus on the fundamentals. So we're not a part 147. We don't have the time to to cover all the hours, and we and honestly, we don't. We want to focus on getting a kid a career when they leave high school. That's our main focus, and that's that's what we want to do. So we teach them skills that will help them get their part, their AMP license if they choose to, or if they want to get their, their pilot's license or, you know, whatever it is. But um, what we do focus on is, is the skills and on the avionics side and, and on the maintenance side too. We focus on ASTM certifications. So I, we've partnered, I mean, it's really the AEA, I mean, just partnering with what you guys do and just kind of, that's what got me started. So, so working with William Tramper, working with you guys and just seeing all the opportunity there is kind of led me to work with ASTM. And currently I'm the F46 recording secretary. So I'm, I'm heavily involved with ASTM and, and their uh, certifications. And it has, it has such a huge impact on our students to get these certifications while they're still in high school. Uh, I didn't say this in my opening, but I've been working here for a year and what got me interested, especially with KCTC is, uh, we get young minds interested in aviation, interested in industries connected to aviation, and uh, wanted to be a part of this, especially working with Nick and seeing his passion on what he's done with the AEA and NCAT, and him being a tester for that as well. Uh, we we partner, luckily we're st strategically located at uh, Gerald R. Ford Airport uh, here in Grand Rapids. so. We cold call all sorts of businesses, meet with their uh, CEOs, meet with their lead inspectors, their pilots, their engineers. Uh, we do a lot of career employability to get our students out there with those uh, professionals in the field to get to gain and grow their, their network so uh, they can uh, ask some questions and just find out how they got into the industry. So 
So every Friday we do career employability to where we have everyone from military recruiters, industry recruiters, their HR hiring managers will come over and do mock interviews and training with our students in hopes to get them uh, internships, which we have strategic partnerships uh, in the region here with those uh, access points of internships. Uh, with the hope of them ultimately hiring them on full time, which we're already having success with that. So, like Nick was saying, we focus on the fundamentals. We're, we're uh, dealing with age group from 15 to 19 years old. So, uh, get them good habits, good housekeeping habits, fog control, tool control, and their technical at uh, aptitudes uh, to get employment or to uh, seek that one port 147 part school and go to college. You know, Western Michigan University. We have them over. Uh, Lansing Community College and our other partners. So that's that's kind of how we're set up. So you've had 1,500 students come through the program, and do you have a cap on that for the current school year? How, how many students do you take at a time? Yeah, so we have a max capacity of 50 per class. So we have we run two sessions. So we have two classes. Um, it's 25 students per class. But, you know, we have two different classes running at the same time. So Josh is teaching aviation maintenance while I'm teaching aviation electronics. And we have 25 maximum per class. And we're pretty much at capacity with COVID and everything. You know, we're losing a couple of kids. But, you know, the funny thing is with all this COVID and, and online learning is we've had higher numbers than we've ever had just because kids want to learn. They want to have their hands on stuff. And that's what we provide. And uh, also something to point out, too, is just with those students, Yes, they sign up for avionics or yes, they sign up for aviation maintenance, but me and Josh have been working really close side by side is, is kind of passing them along. So his aviation maintenance students, I taught them how to solder and how to crimp and pin and how to use a multimeter. And Josh showed my students how to sheet metal and bend and rivet. And, and so, yeah, they got to focus on one thing. But again, our ultimate goal here is to get them career ready and that you, I mean, we all know what career ready means in this industry. It, it's it's a lot. So we're trying to get them close to that. So when they when they go to your members and they, they, they apply for jobs, they go to these interviews, they're ready to go. And we've seen that time and time again. And so those 50 students going through both of the programs, 25 at a, at a time, how do those students um, get in the program? Do they have to apply for that? And do you accept students uh, beyond your local school district or are they just students within your current district? That's a good question, and that, that's it's, it's ultimately up to the school, the, the intermediate school district, and so all policies are going to be different, but for us, it's any student living in Kent County, Michigan, and there's kind of a gray area there. We've had some students that didn't technically live in the boundaries, but man, if they want to be here, bring them. <laughs> so we do have, we get a lot of homeschool students that don't really fit that, cat. a lot of, they don't have a, a, a main sending school, but we, we take them anyway, and, and so we accept student, we service about 200 schools in the county and out of those schools, oh man, I, it's probably, probably 2,000 students, I think it's over that, are enrolled in KCTC. I think the amount of potential students we have in the county, probably 20,000, 25,000 students that we can offer these services to. So, and, and now that we're at our cap, we're always pushing, all right, let's hire another instructor. Let's get another 50 maximum. Just so we, we all, we never want to be turning kids away and we never want, we never try to do that. We always want to accept everyone we can. Um, and we do a good job of that. And so with 20,000 potential students there in the district that can be part of the program, how do you 
get those 25 to 50 students to to attend your program, to attend your school? Do you have any programs in place to actively recruit those students? Marketing, Josh has done a good job of that. Josh, you want to talk about the, the council breakfast? Uh, yeah, so uh, we have scheduled events throughout the year with the homeschools, with homeschooled kids, the private schools, as well as uh, all public and charter schools within the uh, Kent ISD. And we meet with them. We talk to them on the phone. We have them come out to the uh, airport. Uh, we'll give them tours as well. Uh, we do uh, uh, career days where we'll have it set up in February. We're doing that with all the schools will come out to our main office at Kent ISD with all 27 programs to where students can come through, the teachers can come through, parents as well as counselors and see what we're all about. Anytime anybody ever wants to uh, come by, we never turn anybody away because I think we can all agree we're all here to try to grow the next uh, generation of aviation maintenance technicians and electricians. So uh, that's essentially in a nutshell what we do. And I think it's that you're that you're capturing these students at the high school level, but the, we're also attracting students, you know, at the elementary level, uh, K through six, K through eight, uh, to get them involved into a career path into a high school program. So the the marketing and the outreach that that you all are doing is is so critical in workforce development. I I do want to ask, uh, maybe Nick especially here regarding the electronics program, um, how specifically. Does that program uh, prepare students to become certified aircraft electronics technicians through ASTM? That's a really good question. And again, when when William Tramper kind of when I applied for this job and, and William kind of took me under his wing, so to speak, and and that the first stop was the AA. I, I just. I, I just saw what you guys were doing. I saw what William Tramper was doing. I, I saw what ASTM was trying to do. And it's such a fantastic program. And you're right. I mean, there, there's nothing that me and Josh can say that we already, we already know the workforce development's an issue. We already know there's all these problems. It's time to start doing it. And that's what I see William Tramper and the AEA and ASTM doing. And it, it's such a pleasure to be a part of that, to help grow that, that <laughs> try to solve the problem that we have. Um, but, I've, the first step was getting students certified. So that's the first thing I did was, you know, I didn't even know what the AAT was. <laughs> and so I had to learn that. I had to get certified myself. And then within the first year, we we're kind of up and running. So I had students getting certified. Um, they were getting their AAT. And then, and then after that, William's like, well, there's, there's other certifications after the AAT. I was like, all right, bring it on. So then we started doing the endorsements after that. And then on the maintenance side with Josh, he's like, you know, now we're trying to get the AAA, another AATM certification. And so just, Anything we can do to provide a benefit to the students, I and, and it's so we have the flexibility to do that here, and that's that's kind of our bread and butter. Um, but working with all of the the organizations that are already out there, that's 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 what we do. And you have again 1,500 students that's come to the program, but can you give maybe a couple examples of or where your graduating students are being placed, uh, and do they primarily stay in aviation? Or do you find that some of them take jobs outside of aviation after they graduate? I would say most students stay in aviation. It's it's sometimes it's a longer road than others. Sometimes they have to go get their their A and P license. Some of them get their pilot's license. Some of them leave high school like I did, not knowing what I want to do. So and then eventually they find their way back into aviation. That happens quite a bit. But Josh has been fantastic with with cold calling companies because 
there's been such a disconnect of we have all these students that want a job and they have the skills that we've provided them and they're not getting jobs. So Josh has done a fantastic job with just meet, kind of making those two meet. Um, yeah. And Josh, can you maybe add on to that? And also, also, Josh, you know, I, I want to, if you can elaborate too on partnering with local industry um, and asking for that support and the guidance, can, can you add, add to what Nick was saying and, and talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. So uh, our advisory committee uh, is, is comprised of industry professionals, pilots, engineers, uh, mechanics. Um, so I would say it's a several pronged, um, uh, I guess, attack. One fifth of every week, we dedicate every Friday to career employability where we have people come in. One, we're selling and marketing our program to these new industries we're targeting strategically. Uh, and partners in the aviation industry, we have a ton of manufacturing up here of manufacturing aircraft parts, structures, riveting, all that kind of stuff, assembly. Uh, so we have them come in here. Uh, we show them our program. We see what lines up with them. We ask them basic same questions. What can we do to provide you with manpower and a workforce so they're career ready to go right into your job. Also, can we have you come in to be a guest instructor? Can we have you come in? We've had uh, industry professionals come in and do the actual uh, interview training with our students with the strategic placement that they've already interviewed our students. They already want our students and they, they already pretty much have a job. Uh, we've, are, we've replicated that several times over this past year. Um, so we have young people that are getting into those jobs. They're getting the network that they're growing. And luckily, we have a lot of, and I think we can all agree with COVID and the great resignation that's been happening and early retirements, there is such a need. Uh, I mean, we had a president of Jedco uh, Aviation come out here with their HR director, and they have they have a need of 40 people. And I'm like, we're, we're just salivating. We had another uh, industry leader. Since we met with them in December, five of our students are already working there. And we're already working on in paid and non-paid internships with our uh, strategic partners locally. Uh, now, Nick's been working a lot with GE and, and L L3 and different industries like that. But we, we say the same, same things over and over again. What can we do to provide you with manpower? How can we train, change our program for the training that you need to where we can make our students marketable to where they can immediately get a job? They can immediately uh, go to college, that one, uh, part 147. And get the additional training so they can get their AMT as well with Nixan with the ASTM and all the certification. That also lines up with the FAA requirements for the 1900 hours that you need to show the, uh, the FISDO to get your AMP sign off so where you can at least take the test. All these things we're trying to place to where they have paperwork, they have certifications, they have logbooks that has hours to provide them uh, that step up so they can continue on their journey. There's there's one thing I want to add to that too because I think this is the, the key ingredient that Josh has been doing and and it's the follow up. So not only do we start these conversations but we follow up with them. Okay, what were the problems? What are you seeing that we're not seeing? How can we solve your pain points? And I think that's created some pretty long uh, relationships. Uh, I, I mean, and if it's kind of crazy because we get students come back all the time. You know, 1,500 students they they keep showing up at our doorstep. <laughs> And and they say, you know, I'm over here in California and they'll bump in the KCTC grads on the other side of the country. Um, I, I've got um, Bill Hamp is one of your members and he's got a student working for him. And then Chris Bergman uh, is another member. And he, he called me the other uh, a couple weeks ago saying, hey, you got anyone to hire? Because 
I, I think that's the secret there is is that that constant follow-up because if we're not producing students that are helping industry then we're doing something wrong so we always want to make sure that and the industry is changing so constantly that we need to stay in front of it so we're always making sure we're one step ahead of the game so students are prepared when they enter industry once again we are visiting with nick brown and josh miller of the career tech center here on aea amplified sponsored by genesis aerosystems a mode company and to follow up on on that line of thinking there uh, when your students do get placed uh, at your industry partners, what are you hearing from from those employers in terms of the skill levels of your graduates? How do you do it? <laughs> I, it's th that's a good question. I, I we've gotten really positive feedback um, on the skill set, but you know it's not always the skill set too. It's also the career ability. That's that's a huge section that I'll let Josh talk about because he seems to master that. But training students to show up on time, training students to clock in, clock out, training students to make a good log. How how can you be a better teammate? FOD, how can you put your tools away? So really just mastering all of that is what I think has led us to a lot of success. It's fundamentals, fundamentals. Josh, did you want to add on to that? Uh, yes, thank you. So I used to use this uh, reference in the military a lot, KISS, keep it simple, stupid. So we're dealing with high school students who don't know exactly what they want, but they like planes. They like seeing them fly. So we just get them in there and we build their habits, good habits, show up to work on time, clock in, get used to that reading and writing reading what it says in the publication, doing it properly. And if you don't know, ask. If you mess up, fess up, move on, be honest. Be dependable and a willingness to learn and take direction and be humble. Because I tell them all the time, look, I've been in, in the aviation industry, both civilian and military, for all, going on 30 years. And I'm still learning every day. I learn from Nick every day. I learn from the students, too. We have some uh, robotics students who are just phenomenal, and they, they build drones. They just seeing their creativity. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. So I'm learning from them. So we just push that. Be humble. Be honest. Show up to work on time. If you got a question, ask. If, if, if you uh, need help, seek it out until you find the right answer because you can't pull over on the side of the road at 45,000 feet. Uh, so we just impart those basics in them. Uh, we take feedback from the industry, our advisory committee, and our strategic partners of what they need. And we formulate our program, and it's ever-shifting. We've already changed our program several times this year, depending on the need, because we're focusing on those industries, especially local students. And, and we ask them questions. We have questionnaires. Do you want to stay local? Do you want to travel? You know, we have the military coming. So we're trying to line them up with opportunity out there so they can get in, in the industry and they can be productive members of society, pay their bills, take care of their family. That's, that's our strategy. So obviously the folks who are in the aviation industry around the Grand Rapids area have a pipeline of students that will eventually be in their workforce, but we probably have a lot of folks listening to the podcast who do not live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, and would love to have an area high school program that's similar to yours in, in their neck of the woods. So your program obviously must have the support of a school principal, the superintendent of your school district, and obviously your board of education. 
It has to have the resources and the funding for it to, to prop it up. But what advice would you give, and Nick, I'll start with you. What advice would you give to school districts around the country that may be thinking about starting an avionics program or a maintenance program for high school students? Yeah, man, that is the, that is the, that's a fantastic question. I, I would say have a conversation. I think a lot of people, we just had some professional development the other day and we kind of had that conversation for teachers. It's so natural for us to talk to all these teenagers and it's just, and to, to come up and, and speak in front of a, a audience full of, you know, adolescents is, is uh, for us is second nature, but for some people that may be kind of daunting. Um, but talk to your teachers, talk to your school board, like just start that conversation. Because here's the thing about most public education is they don't know aviation. Most of your high school teachers graduated high school, went to college, and now they're back in the classroom. So they're not, they don't know what they don't know. And it's up to us as an industry to have those conversations and to just start small. You don't need to have a full-blown program up and running. Just, just have a, talk to some STEM classes. Everyone, STEM is such a big, uh, um, it's such a big staple in education right now. And it, it fits into aviation so easily. Fundamentals of flight. They're teaching that in elementary school. We as an industry need to get out in front of that and pick up those pieces to not make it a unit of here's your, like my daughter's in third grade. She learned, she learned the fundamentals of flight in school. That's fantastic. And then they move on to the next thing. So it's like gra grab them while they can, while they have their interest and show them what aviation has done for, for all of us. Right. Um, so don't be intimidated. Just have that conversation. I think a lot of us are, are in this industry are a little, uh, introverted, you know, and we don't want to get out of our comfort. Like we kind of, well, I don't want to bother other people, but it has to be done. I mean, you go to an airport, there's a fence, you know, you go to the, you, you go on a, on a commercial airline and you're getting pushed like cattle on and off the airplane. You don't have a chance to talk to pilots. You don't have a chance to talk to people that work in the, in the airline. Um, unless you're like me, I just talk to anyone who's got like a, you know, an airline jacket on, but I think just the exposure is not there. Like we need to provide that exposure. All these other industries that we talk about, we talk about healthcare, IT, everyone knows someone in these industries and they know about the industry. Aviation is that one of the, the few exceptions where unless you have like an uncle who's a pilot, I think we get that a lot, Josh, you know, yeah, my uncle's a pilot, so I sign up for this class. Like, where are the rest of these kids at? And I think we need to go out and find them. And kind of like back to your, your first point, it's got to go before high school because by, I would say middle school from what me and Josh have seen by middle school, kids got their minds made up. They already know like, Oh, I like computers. So I'm going to go with this. Well, have you looked at aero IT, like these other certifications? If you like computer, what about computers do you like? Because there's a piece of that in aviation. And that's the beauty of aviation is, man, there's a spot for anyone, right? I mean, if you're maintenance, we call them, we call them uh, cats and dogs. <laughs> you know, the avionics guys are like cats. They're just so, they just so focused and they love solving puzzles. And you got the maintenance guys who are more like dogs, just love running around and beating up with hammers and stuff. And like, so aviation is such a beautiful field because there's a spot for anyone, but people don't know that. And it's up to us to get out there and, and, and to vocalize that. So yeah, it's great to start a program. Fantastic. And, and when that happens, please call out to me and Josh and we will help you. But start small. Just have a conversation with a teacher. Be a guest instructor for a day. Talk to the kids about what an airplane is. Just just show. start small. That's it. And Josh, I'd like for you to add on to that, but I also want to ask uh, another question from the standpoint of the school district itself has to find the instructors. And when you're dealing with public education, 
oftentimes you have to be a certified teacher. Josh, I think your story is a wonderful example from the standpoint of you were in the military for 25 years and found that teaching was kind of a second career for you and was still an opportunity for you to use your your maintenance skills, your aviation skills, and to and to apply it in a public school setting. So talk a little bit about that ability for school districts and the need to identify their certified instructors. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Uh, so let's let's take for instance uh, Wichita, Kansas. I was just there uh, for a military retirement. Uh, a friend of mine retired, and I knew that uh, Cessna was there. I didn't know Bombardier was there. And there's so many manufacturers there, and I was talking with a couple people there, um, and did a little research. So GDP, the gross domestic product of the city of Wichita, is about 30% aviation. So about one third. So let's take that for an example. If I were to start an aviation maintenance program in a high school in Wichita, Kansas, they have plenty of resources. Uh, they also have a need. Um, here, you know, we focus on the industries around here because the taxpayer dollars in Kent ISD are paying for us to do that, to feed uh, the future workforce into the industry here. Sometimes they go in the military, they go out, they come back. Uh, sometimes they leave and they, they uh, want to go out in California and work for L3 because they like surfing. You know, who, who knows? But the focus is is local. Um, so if I were to recommend anybody want to start a do a startup, one we'd be happy to help out. And my email is Josh Miller at uh, KentISD.org. Um, but uh, you know we help it help you out how we can. But really, what's the need? Um, if there's not a need for something in your area, it might not be a, per a good fit. You know so. I would just look at what's the GDP in the area. Currently, Michigan, uh, aviation GDP is about 2.7%. It's expected to grow uh, another 50% in the next 10 years. And uh, we, we target those industries to try to feed them. Um, one of the biggest uh, employers in the state of Michigan, private uh, uh, aviation company, MRO, maintenance Square overall facility, is Duncan Aviation in Kalamazoo and, uh, and uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. They have a footprint of 700. And, you know, as well as I do, there's people going in, there's people coming out. So what's the need? Focus on that. How much money <laughs> and, and, and uh, budget's needed? Uh, because really, you're taking money local to feed local industry. So that would be my recommendation. And Josh, thank you so much for your email address there, because I was going to ask how folks can contact you all if they have any questions or are interested in starting up a, a local uh, program within their school district. Uh, Nick, real quickly before we forget, how uh, how can people get in touch with you if they have questions? Yeah, my email is nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, brown at kentisd.org. And uh, just just to tie into Josh's point too, the the realm of education, we're getting a big push right now in, in career and technical education throughout the country. So uh, career and technical education, we call it CTE. And for the past like 20 years, I think the, the biggest uh, mantra in education was go to college, go to college, go to college. We're starting to see that pendulum start to come the other way where careers, right? Technical skills, uh, workforce development across all industries. So and here's the thing about education. It really comes from a top-down level. It's all national, and then it goes to your state, and then your local. So um, everyone's kind of got – every state's got their own different clauses and stuff. But essentially, CTE is becoming such a big push right now that we're in a good time to get this ball rolling, you know, to you know, stop talking about it, start doing it. And you do not have to be a certified teacher to, to do what we do. 
uh, in the state of Michigan, you have 10 years to get your, your licenses. They want work experience and, you know, every state's going to have their own criteria, but most people will fit that. Um, don't let that, don't let that dissuade you from not becoming a teacher or not doing what we do because we need, we need people who know the industry, who know what people need. You don't need to be a professional educator. You, you know, you can learn those skills as you come along. Really, we just need someone with the experience. I mean, Josh is such a perfect example. Someone who's been in the industry, who's been in the in and out, who knows everything that he knows, and then he can be the teacher on top of that. So that's priority number one is, is showing up. Well, Josh and Nick, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us here on AA Amplified. Uh, is there anything we miss that you'd like to cover for our podcast listeners? Josh, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, thank you again for the opportunity. It's great you guys do what you do to get information out. Uh, but like Nick said about uh, career technical education, one, I didn't even know what it was until I retired. I, I came here to Michigan as my wife is a Michigander, happy wife, happy life. So um, looking for an industry that interests, and, I, and honestly, I love growing people and, and seeing them reach their potential through opportunity. And for my own opportunity, and like what Nick was saying about getting into something that you're passionate about, I love aviation, I love people, and uh, this uh, feeds both of those fires and I was surprised one I could uh, uh, make a pretty good paycheck being a, a CT instructor as well and I'm sure schools and, and counties and intermediate school districts have uh, programs to help educate over time like Nick said in 10 years uh, I'm currently in a master's program for my uh, workforce education and training uh, degree with CT cert certification but building on that was industry credentials that I have with my A&P and others. And then obviously I have a degree, a bachelor's degree in aeronautical science with a minor in safety and that added to it. So anybody that's interested in getting that, like Nick said, and I can't stress it enough, you don't have to be a teacher to be a teacher in technical education. You have to be a technical person to teach other people technical education. And it's a perfect fit for those people that my, I don't want to turn wrenches working for, you know, Delta Airlines. My my body hurts too much now. So I'm really happy to teach people. So if you have an interest in that and, and you want some mentorship or some information, give us an email. We'll connect. We'd be more than happy to help you guys out because we got to grow the next generation of aviation maintenance technicians. Thanks. And Nick, we'll give Thank you, Josh. Nick, we'll give you the final word. Yeah, man, that was such a good way to wrap it up. I, I just, to caveat off of that, I mean, the – our our partnership between education and and our workforce needs to be strong. I think it needs to be stronger. Um, the closer we are from the education standpoint to the the companies and all your AEA members, the the better communication we have between us, the stronger industry is going to be, and that this growth will automatically grow. There's there's no other work that needs to be do, but it's it's got to start with communication from schools and industry. Well, Nick Brown and Josh Miller, thank you so much for your time. We we definitely look forward to following your program success stories in the future. Thank you for the work that you're doing and for sharing your story. Your your school, your program is certainly a model for so many others around the country and, and around the world to follow. So to learn more about the Kent Career Tech Center, you can visit them online at kentisd.org. Again, that is kentisd, 
AEA.org. And before we go, let me do remind our listeners of some important items. The AEA Educational Foundation is going to award more than 20 scholarships for the 22-23 school year. And these scholarships will be awarded to students pursuing a career in avionics or aircraft maintenance, as well as students from AEA member companies. And the deadline to submit a scholarship application is April the 1st, 2022. Scholarship applications are available online, and that's at aea.net slash scholarship. I also want to encourage those of you who are planning to attend the AEA International Convention and Trade Show in New Orleans to please book your hotel rooms now. The show will take place March the 28th through the 31st at the New Orleans Convention Center, but please keep in mind that the NCAA Men's Basketball Final Four does take place in New Orleans immediately following the conclusion of the AEA convention. So you're gonna to wanna to secure those hotel rooms before it's too late. And you can find a hotel reservations link for the AEA room block, which will be at the Hilton New Orleans Riverside at aea.net slash convention. And reminder that advanced registration is available through March the 11th. You can register to attend the show and save $100 per person with the advanced registration rate. And again, that's at aea.net slash convention. And finally, if your company is hiring, don't forget to post your career opportunities on the AEA jobs board at aea.net slash jobs. Free resume posting is also available for job seekers. Again, check it out at aea.net slash jobs. And that's going to wrap it up for today. We hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of products, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Thanks again to Nick Brown and Josh Miller for joining us today from the Kent Career Tech Center. And until next time here on AEA Amplified, this is your host, Jeff Hill, wishing you blue skies ahead and so long, everybody.